Hi friends, and welcome to Believe Like a Boss. I'm your host, Life Coach Nandi Camille. Join me as I teach you how to smash your goals and expand the possibility of your life through mindset management, spiritual alignment, and authentic action. I'll teach you how to create what I like to call a life of thrive with ease and authenticity. It's time to play with what's possible. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Believe Like a Boss. I am your host, life coach, Nandi Camille. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome. We are so close to Christmas, you all, and I am getting so excited. And I do want to honor, because Tyler and I were just talking about this the other day, sometimes we don't feel excited about the holidays, and that's totally okay. I don't know about you all, but there, there are years that I, I'm so excited about Christmas, and then there are years that I'm like, oh, it's wait. Christmas is coming and I'm just I feel disconnected because I feel disconnected from myself and so wherever you are meet yourself where you are you know we like to say that here on the podcast meet yourself where you are if you are so stinking excited about the holidays and you've been decorating and listening to all the songs and you're just joyous continue to celebrate and notice why you're so excited it's not that we need to like dig through what is the meaning of this happiness but rather it's so lovely when we can notice the things that bring us more joy because then we can start to do that a little bit more on purpose so for my friends that are really excited and feeling really good just start to notice why is that have you had a really good year are you feeling like i am in a better place than it was a year ago are you just excited to see the lights what is it that's bringing you joy Conversely, if you're a friend that's frustrated and is struggling a little bit this holiday season, just first and foremost, I, I, I always like to sit with it before we solve for it, right? So before I give you anything to solve for that sadness, I would invite you to sit with the sadness. Don't try to make it go away. Don't try to change it. Don't call it bad or wrong and notice if any of that is happening. Maybe you haven't even noticed that you've been feeling sad and then on top of feeling sad, you've been telling yourself you shouldn't feel this way. It's the holidays, right? Notice if that's going on for you. Just notice. And I really do mean that. Notice non-judgmentally what is happening. Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling frustrated? And just love yourself where you are. You're a human being having a human emotion. Totally fine. Then from there, like we did with the happy people, just take a look around. Why do you think it is that you're upset? And it's not to say you're going to figure it out because oftentimes we're looking for the reason and and we're not going to find it. A Course in Miracles says you're never upset for the reason you think, which drives me crazy, (laughs) but I believe it. Um, And so if you're feeling funky, doing a non-judgmental survey of your life. I don't have anybody to spend the holidays with or I'm feeling lonely right now or I can't buy the gifts that I thought I could and that's making me upset. Just start to notice and see where you can take the pressure off of yourself because a lot of times, especially with the women that I work with, a lot of the frustration that can come up this time of year is just coming from some pressure that we put on ourselves. Nobody else has put on us, just us. Anyway, my friends, that's not even what this episode is about. Today, we are talking about some of my favorite go-to traditions at the end of the year, how I like to reset, how I like to uh, take a look at my year from a very loving place. I think that this goes hand in hand with New Year's resolutions. However, I don't necessarily set New Year's resolutions. I have no problems with that at all. I'm a life coach. I love goals all day long, any time of the year, whether it's New Year's and it's called a resolution or it's your 30th birthday and you have some goals for that. Doesn't matter. 
But what I've done instead, not because I have anything against resolutions, but because I found that this serves me are two things. A, values, and B, or two, uh, the second thing is values and I got so confused because I just said three different things. Our values and our what are the year. There we go. So those are two things that I like to do. Values I'm going to go through quickly because it's something I talk about regularly on this podcast because I love them and I think it's a really great tool uh, as an accountability tool, as your own self-coaching tool. A lot of the times with coaching and with therapy, half of the job of the coach or the therapist is to hold space for you and hold you accountable to the things that you said that you wanted to accomplish when you came in. And so values are a great way to hold yourself accountable without having to pay anybody. I love paying people (laughs) to help me, but uh, this can also slash and this can be super helpful values. So First and foremost, what I love to do with values is my top five. Every single year, I like to do a review, and that doesn't mean that they change. I like to do a review of what are my top five values. So I'm going to give you guys my top five. They're not actually going to change this year. These are the ones I picked last December when I picked them again. These were new last year, and they're not going to change going into 2022. My top five values are fun, simplicity, learning, authenticity, and family. Those are my top five values. And I created those about a year ago. Uh, The new ones were authenticity and family. I think prior I'd had connection and community. Connection and something else. What I have to say about values that I haven't said before. Well, I probably have said this before. First and foremost... There's no right or way, right or wrong way to pick your value. So really pick for, for what works for you. Go back and listen to that podcast episode, but I'm going to skim it real quick. I picked my values from Brene Brown's values list. You can Google that, Brene Brown's values list, and you're going to get this immense list. It's amazing, though, that has everything from adventure to calm to all these just different values that you people can have and hold. And really what I want you to do is First and foremost, skim it. Skim it and see what pops out to you. I choose five because it allows me to be really concise. You can choose as many or as little as you want. Some people are like, I got three, and this is good for me. I have had people that come back and I'm like, Nani, can I do eight? I'm like, I mean, yes. <laughs> the point for me of five is to be as concise as possible. But if sincerely you're like, I can't, I need these eight, these eight represent me, then do that. There's no right or wrong way. So circle first and foremost what sticks out to you. Then as you whittle it down, what we're talking about when we say values, again, mine are fun, simplicity, learning, authenticity, and family, is to then go through those and understand what that means. If it is important to me if it is a value to me to have fun in my life when i get proposals from companies to collaborate with them whether it's an app or a product or even working with a client i gotta think is this going to be fun now that's not my only thing here but it is an important part is this going to be fun if the project that i'm being asked to do has no ounce of fun in it for me then it's probably a no. I need to be having fun. That's important to me. The second one is simplicity, right? And so as I'm breaking this down, I got to understand what does it mean for me? What came up for me with, with fun is that in my career and in my home space, I am enjoying myself. For somebody else, when they pick fun, they may say, I want more 
vacations with my family and that's what fun means whereas somebody else might have that same objective more vacations with my family and they may choose family or they may choose connection and that's what I mean when I say pick the word that stands out to you and then from there articulate what it means to you because five different people can pick fun and have five different reasons for why they picked fun and what that means for each of them. Five different people could have picked family or simplicity or abundance, and it could mean five different things to them. So pick what speaks to you and then fine tune, why did I pick this for me in my life? What does it mean? So when I worked on my list, when I go into simplicity, what I did after I picked my top five is I'm literally looking at my journal right now, you all, is I wrote down the top five at the top, and then from there, I journaled about each one. And this is something that I regularly have my clients do when they pick their new uh, values. Why did you write this down? What does it mean when you write down simplicity? And then they have to write down, I am simple in this way. Simplicity means da-da-da-da-da. So really, I, I really encourage you to spend the time either writing this down, but I know that some people are not journalers. They do not like to sit and write. I understand that. I'm still going to encourage you to do so. Now, if it's a heck no for you, you're like, I just, I can't, I can't sit down and journal this out. Talk it out with somebody that you trust and do it as a partner exercise. Both of you pick out your top five values and then both of you sit down and talk to each other out. Okay. I picked, go through your number ones first. And and when I say your number one, None of this is in a specific order. Just my first one that I wrote down was fun. This is why I wrote down fun and talk it out with that person. This could be a romantic partner. This could be your mom. This could be your sibling. This could be someone that you're really close to. It could be a mentor. But this exercise is a really, really, really great way to understand what is important to you. And then from that place, once you've articulated that, you can actually see, oh, I verbalize that this is important to me. Am I taking action in this place? And that's why I really like this as a tool beyond our resolution because it gets us into the why. It gets us into fine tuning what it is. It's more than I want a beach body. I want to make X. It's This is what having a healthy body means to me. This is what having X in my bank account means to me. And I make that X by doing Y in my career. It's fine tuning the pieces so that it's authentic to you. And you understand why you're going after it. And you understand why it's important to you. And articulating it with somebody else, that's a great way to get them in on your plan and have an accountability buddy. So you can do this in your journal and then bring it to somebody. You could just do it as a partner exercise, but I really love these tools and it's something that I do on an annual basis uh, now to help me fine tune. And so what I'll do is last year I wrote up all my values on the fridge so I could see them every single day. We have a whiteboard on our fridge and that's where I put them so that every single day, I'm in the kitchen every day, I'm making coffee, I'm making dinner, making all sorts of things. I'm physically seeing my values on a day-to-day basis. And it was lovely because Tyler was like, oh, I like your values because <laughs> he saw them on our, on our fridge. Now, the second one is your word of the year. And I had so much fun. I'm still looking at my journal, you all. I had so much fun doing this. I have two pages full of just writing out my, my values and then comparing my values to my word and how my word fits with my values. I really had a lot of fun doing this. And as you're noticing, let's see, it is December 12th. And I, 
I am already doing these things. So you don't have to wait until the end of the year. Also, there's some people that are listening to this that already started like at Thanksgiving. So when we're coming to the end of the year, I don't wait until the very end to start anything new. I try to start thinking about this stuff around Thanksgiving when I'm putting out my Christmas decorations, when I'm starting to transition into the next year, I'm starting to think, all right, how did my values work for me this year? Did I really like these values? Did I not like these values? What worked for me? What didn't? What might I want to change? really non-judgmentally with so much love and grace, knowing that I have the time and space. I have a few weeks here before the new year starts to really fine tune this, to really understand, did I really like the work that I did this year? What did I like? What did I not like? What do I want to change? And what words, values, and things are going to assist me to get to the place that I want to go? Now for the second one, it's your word, your word of the year. And I've talked about this before. I talked about it last year, but I'm combining these two, the values and the word of the year, because I think that these two can go hand in hand and really helping to support your natural resolutions or goals or whatever it is. And so for my word of the year for 2022, drum roll please, I've not announced it yet. My word of the year for 2022 is not glamorous. It's not exciting. (laughs) Some people might not like it at all, but I love it. My word of the year is responsible. My word of the year for 2022 is responsible. And I sat with this one for a little bit and I really advise people to do the same. And if it's something just comes to your gut and you're just like, no, this is my my word, run with it. But last year, or rather 2021, I chose certain. I chose certain. I was in a very hustly vibe this year, at least at the beginning of the year. Where it's like, I am certain that I'm going to get to these goals in my business. I'm certain about my future. I'm certain about my vision. It was very hustly, very like masculine. I got this. Like, this is my year. I am certain. And honestly, that word did really serve me. It really pushed me to show up fully that if I'm certain that I'm going to hit these benchmarks, if I'm certain that I'm going to hit these goals, then how am I showing up? It's not haphazardly, it's confidently, if I'm certain. So certainty brought in confidence for me, brought in power for me. So that's why I really liked that word for 2021 was certain. And it's still this year, so I'm still using it. But going into 2022, I was thinking about who it is I'm becoming and what it is that's going well, what I want to change. The word that stuck out to me was responsible. And here's why. What I wrote underneath it, this this is the blurb for responsible, is I take care of my business, which includes home, personal, finances, future family, and appointments. When I think responsible, I think initially the feeling is one of, it's not exciting. It's not a word that like makes me come alive when I first hear it, right? And I think sometimes people are like, that's the word you're looking for. It's something that just like immediately brings you alive. And that could be the case for the season that you're in. For me, for the season that I'm in, I needed something that was grounding and I needed something that was practical and still inspiring. For me, it is an, it, I do aspire to be more responsible. And when I think about what that means to be responsible, it's all the mundane stuff that we put off. It's making the appointments from the doctor's appointment to my acupuncture appointment to an appointment maybe for Tyler and I to get a couple's massage. It doesn't matter if it's a fun appointment or uh, an important appointment, something that has to do with my health maybe even a boring appointment, but taking the time to make those appointments. Because whether it's fun or not, I tend to put that off. 
What else came up for me when I thought about responsible is taking care of my home, taking care of my office, taking care of my car. A responsible person in my mind, right, this is my own description, takes regular care of vacuuming out my car, of getting into the nooks and crannies of my office and not letting these piles pile up because that's what responsible means to me, of setting better precedents, of what does it mean to be responsible? I'm a person of my word. That's what it means to me to be responsible too. I say what I do and I do what I say. And if I'm not going to do what I say, that I communicate. That's responsible. And so for me, when I thought about responsible, as I'm talking through this, now I'm getting excited because I think about the impact of showing up as that person for an entire year, recommitting to that word, responsible, responsible. And it might be annoying sometimes, but I think about that annoyance as growing pains. If I can get through the annoyance of making the appointment, of budgeting in a specific way, right? That comes up for when I think about responsible. Managing my finances in a way that I haven't before, right? That puts responsibility in my future goals first, that puts saving first. That is something that is going to be a little bit of a growing pain for me this year, but it's 100% in alignment with who I am and who I'm becoming responsible. Then I want you to take those two things. Take your word of the year. really. And here's the other thing. Play with it, play with it, play with it, play with it. Let's say you choose a word like adventure or you choose authenticity. Play with it. Say that word. Roll it around. Roll that vision around. What does it mean to be more adventurous? What does it mean to be authentic? What does it mean to be abundant? Whatever your word of the year is. And then roll it around in your brain. And then try it on. And then look at that vision. Y'all, again, this is why I think it's so fun to do this before the new year even starts. Hey, if you are listening to this at New Year's, it's 2022 now. You're not behind. Do it now. Roll these words around your head and don't pick anything until it feels so good in your bones. And it's something that you sincerely are wanting to commit to for a year. Don't force yourself to commit to anything. Decide that you want to. I want to commit to being responsible for a year. That sounds hard and wonderful to me. (laughs) Hard in the best way. Because it's going to be... Me accessing a part of myself that maybe is a little dusty. It's not that I'm 100% irresponsible. That's not true. I've sent out a podcast every week. I take care of my clients. I take care of my home. But it's parts of my life that I want to fine tune. And when I think about being responsible and fine tuning those areas, I do get excited. Now, here's the fun part is bringing it all together. I really spent some time understanding what does it mean for me to have these five values and to be responsible. And when I put them together, they really fell hand in hand for me. Part of being responsible is paying attention to and being thoughtful about my top five values regularly. That my responsible self includes fun, includes simplicity, is regularly learning, is being authentic, and is including family. And I think family really shines for me when I think about responsibility because I think the fluffy part of family is having companionship. And maybe you have a child and you guys do activities together and you spend time together and it's all those lovely things. But let's take a very specific family thing. We're going to go look at lights as a family. That's one of the things that I'm just looking forward to when we have kiddos that Tyler and I do right now. We will put Frasier in the car and then we'll just go drive around and we go look at the lights and I love it. And so family is one of my top five values. And you think about that with responsibility. It's like, well, what do you mean? In order to happily take a family trip to go and look at the lights, what do I need to do? 
We got to pack up the car. Maybe think about our driving route. Maybe you don't. Maybe we bundle up. There's these little things that go hand in hand with responsibility that allow for our family trip to be even more enhanced because we took the time to be responsible and think ahead of time. Excuse me, Fraser's got his squeaky ball now. And so putting these things hand in hand, really play with this. All right, this is who I am. These are the things that I value. And when I walk into this year, this is going to be my point of focus. I'm going to be certain that I am going to own these values. I'm going to be responsible with all of these values. Maybe your word of the year is excited. I'm going to be excited about all of these values. You decide for you. And then just like you did with the values, really fine-tune and unpack what that means for you to be X, whatever your word of the year is. I impact what it meant for me to be responsible. It means to make appointments. It means to save money. It means to take care of my car. Right? It means to... Uh, do my client tracking, right? All the things in the back of my business that aren't so much fun all the time, but are important, right? And so that's what I spent the time doing is really taking a look at, okay, here are my values. Do they still serve me? Do I want to change anything? And for this year, it was no, I'm not changing any of my values. They're all really serving me. These are all really important things to me still and things that I want to keep at my point of focus. And then I went over to What is going to be that headline word for next year that when I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm feeling maybe lost, when I'm feeling disconnected, what is the word that I'm going to think that's going to bring me back to everything that's important to me, everything that I'm going towards, everything that I'm becoming? What is that word? And get unorthodox with this. I had a coach I listened to, and it was a few years ago. Her word of the year was CEO which is technically three, right? But it's a phrase. And she chose CEO, chief executive officer, because for her, every single time she thought CEO is going to bring her back to her vision of who she was becoming and what was important to her. So really, truly, when I say play with this, play with this, roll these words around, see what feels good. And notice what doesn't feel good too. See if when I said CEO you're, and you're a business owner, your body cringe like, oh, that sounds heavy and hard. Notice what the thoughts are in there. Just notice them with so much love and non-judgment. I hope you guys have so much fun with this. Please, please, please send me your values. Send me your word of the year. You can reach out to me. Send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Hello at nondecamille.com. I would love, love, love to hear what your values are, what you've chosen. If you chose five, if you chose three, what they were and what your word of the year was. Hey, if you're on Instagram too, feel free to post this. Tag me. I will love to share this with my audience of, hey, these are the top five values that are coming up. These are some of the words of the, of the year that people are choosing and that they're excited about, that they've spent time with. Share it with me. Let me know. I'll share it with my audience. You can find me at nandi.camille on Instagram. Of course, all of this is in the show notes on how you can get connected with me if you're curious about one-on-one coaching, what else I do. Again, that's nandicamille.com or reach out to me at hello at nandicamille. I'll see you guys next week. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love if you would like, share, subscribe, share this with your friends, your family, your girlfriends. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or just curious about learning more, head over to nandicamille.com.